0: Welcome to this week's episode of Dead America. I'm Ed Waters, your host, and this week we're going to have a unique discussion about history. There are certain individuals throughout history that have motivation, that drive for perfection, and they have the will and resolve to overcome any obstacles, any challenges. These men we are going to cover in the next few episodes on Dead America. Just so we can recap on our history a little bit and get back in touch with what and who we truly are. We are going to start with Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt supervised the mobilization of the U.S. economy to support the war effort. And implemented a Europe first strategy, making the defeat of Germany a priority over that of Japan. He also initiated the development of the world's first atomic bomb and worked with the other Allied leaders to lay the groundwork for the United Nations and other post-war institutions. Roosevelt won re-election in 1944. But with his physical health declining during the war years, he died in April 1945, just 11 weeks into his fourth term. The Axis powers surrendered to the Allies in the months following Roosevelt's death during the presidency of his successor, Harry S. Truman. Let's get into this week's episode of Dead America and dive deep into FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, often referred to by the initials FDR, born January 30th, 1882, and died April 12th, 1945. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was an American statesman and political leader who served as the 32nd President of the United States from 1933 until his death in 1945. A member of the Democratic Party, he won a record four presidential elections and became a central figure in world events during the first half of the 20th century. Roosevelt directed the federal government During the most of the Great Depression period, implementing his New Deal domestic agenda in response to the worst economic crisis in U.S. history, as a dominant leader of his party, he built the New Deal Coalition, which realigned American politics into the Fifth Party system and defined American liberalism throughout the Middle Third of the 20th century. His third and fourth terms were dominated by World War II, which ended shortly after he died in office. He is rated by scholars as one of the three greatest presidents along with George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. But he also has been subject to substantial criticism. So FDR was our 32nd president and he was in office from march 4th 1933 to april 12th 1945 he was actually elected and became president-elect in november of 1932 just one month before my mother was born he had Vice President John Nance Gardner from 1932 to 1941. And then Henry A. Wallace was from 1941 to 1945. And then Harry S. Truman January through April of 1945. He proceeded by Herbert Hoover and his successor was Harry S. Truman, which ended the world war with the implementation of dropping the bomb over Hiroshima and Nagasaki. He was the 44th governor of New York in office from January 1st, 1929, to December 31st, 1932. His lieutenant governor Herbert H. Lehman, preceded by Al Smith and succeeded by Herbert H. Lehman, Assistant Secretary of the Navy in office from March 17, 1913 through August 26, 1920, under President Woodrow Wilson, preceded by Beekman Winthrop. Succeeded by Gordon Woodbury. He was a member of the New York Senate from the 26th District. He was in office January 1, 1911 through March 17, 1913. He was preceded by John F. Shostler, succeeded by James E. Towner. Personal details. He was born Franklin Delano Roosevelt, January 30th, 1882, in Hyde Park, New York. He died April 12th, 1945, age 63, in Warm Springs, Georgia. Cause of death, cerebral hemorrhage. His resting place is Springwood Estate, Hyde Park, New York. His spouse was Eleanor Roosevelt. They were married 1905. They had six children. Parents, James Roosevelt and Sarah Roosevelt. Education included Harvard University and Columbia University. In the 1932 presidential election, Roosevelt defeated Republican President Herbert Hoover in a landslide. Roosevelt took office in the midst of the Great Depression, the worst economic crisis in the United States history. During the first hundred days of the 73rd U.S. Congress, Roosevelt spearheaded unprecedented federal legislation and issued a profusion of executive orders and instituted the new deal a variety of programs designed to produce relief recovery and reform he created numerous programs to provide relief to the unemployed and farmers while seeking economic recovery with the national recovery administration and other programs he also instituted major regulatory reforms related to finance communications and labor and presided over the end of prohibition he harnessed radio to speak directly to the american people giving 30 fireside chat radio addresses during the presidency and becoming the first american president to be televised the economy having improved rapidly from 1933 to 1936 Roosevelt won a landslide re-election in 1936. However, the economy then relapsed into a deep recession in 1937 and 1938. After the 1936 election, Roosevelt sought passage of the Judiciary Reorganization Bill of 1937, the Court Packing Plan, which would have expanded the size of the supreme court of the united states the bipartisan conservative coalition that formed in 1937 prevented passage of the bill and blocked the implementation of further new deal programs and reforms major surviving programs and legislation implemented under Roosevelt include the Securities and Exchange Commission, the National Labor Relations Acts, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, Social Security, and the Fair Labor Standards Acts of 1938, which among other things prohibited child labor and created the right to a minimum wage. The United States re-elected FDR in 1940 for his third term, making him the only US president to serve more than two terms. With World War II looming after 1938, Roosevelt gave strong diplomatic and financial support to China, the United Kingdom, and eventually the Soviet Union. While the US remained officially neutral following the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, an event that he personally coined, a date which will live in infamy. Roosevelt obtained a congressional declaration of war on Japan and a few days later on Germany and Italy. Assisted by his top aide, Henry Hopkins, and with very strong national support, he worked closely with British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin, and Chinese Generalismo Chiang Kai-shek. I butchered that. (laughs) In leading the Allied powers against the Axis powers. The information that was just read came from wikipedia.org. Wikipedia is a great site for information The next set of information that we share with you is going to come out of the Encyclopedia Britannica, 1966 edition. Let's dive into that. Franklin's young life was very controlled with a very tight circle of friends. Both his educational and his recreational values were tightly under control. At the age of 14, he entered the Gorton School. The Gorton School was modeled after the great public schools of England, where Rector Endicott Peabody trained rich young men to exercise Christian stewardship through public service. Roosevelt failed to make many friends at Gorton and did not excel at sports upon which there was much emphasis. After he entered Harvard in 1900, Roosevelt was more successful in making friends and gaining the respect of his classmates. He threw himself with vigor into extracurricular activities and in his senior year was chief editor-president of the college newspaper, the Harvard Crimson. His strenuous extracurricular and social life left him relatively little time for his studies, in which his record was undistinguished. During his final year at Harvard, young Roosevelt became engaged to President Roosevelt's niece, Anna Eleanor Roosevelt, who was then active in settlement work in New York City. She helped open Roosevelt's eyes to the deplorable living conditions in the underprivileged in the slums. They were married on March 17, 1905. New York's social life interested Roosevelt more than his studies at Columbia University Law School. Nevertheless, he survived into the spring of the third year despite a high failure rate among his classmates but as soon as he passed the new york bar examinations he dropped his courses and did not bother to take his llb degree this indifference to the legal profession carried over into roosevelt's years as a clerk with the distinguished wall street firm of carter leonard Melbourne defense counsel in the several spectacular antitrust cases we will be covering those antitrust cases in a later episode I hope you join us for that early political activities of Roosevelt his admiration for Theodore Roosevelt who continued to urge young men of substance to enter public service led him towards politics. His opportunity came in 1910, when the Democratic leaders of Deschutes County, New York, persuaded him to undertake an apparently futile campaign for the state Senate. Before the end of 1911, Roosevelt supported the presidential boom for Governor Woodrow Wilson of New Jersey, the leading Democratic progressive. For his work on behalf of Wilson, Roosevelt was rewarded in March 1913 with an appointment as an assistant secretary of the Navy under Joseph Daniels, a North Carolina newspaper editor. He loved the sea and naval traditions and knew more about them than his superior. Roosevelt was frequently impatient with his superior and tended to undercut him in minor ways. Nevertheless, Roosevelt himself, with mixed success, tried to bring reforms to the Navy yards which were under his jurisdiction. During the war, he built quite a reputation as an effective administrator. In the summer of 1918, he made an extended tour of naval bases overseas. During much of his seven years as assistant secretary, he had been less than loyal to Daniels, but in the end, he came to appreciate his superior skills in dealing with southern congressmen and his solid worth as an administrator. At the Democratic Convention in 1920, Roosevelt was nominated for Vice President. He campaigned vigorously with the presidential nominee, James M. Cox, on the behalf of US entrance into the League of Nations. After his defeat in the Republican landslide, he became a Vice President of the Fidelity and deposit company of Maryland, a bonding company, entered into numerous business schemes, some of a speculative nature, and remained active in democratic politics. Suddenly, in August 1921, while on vacation, Roosevelt was severely stricken with polio. He suffered intensely and for some time was almost completely paralyzed but he refused to give way to depression within two weeks after he was stricken with polio Roosevelt was writing political letters since he could not himself attend political gatherings mrs. Roosevelt attended for him acting as his eyes and ears, a service she frequently performed for him for the rest of his life. She overcame her shyness and became an effective political worker and speaker. Since for the time being he could not run for office, Roosevelt was able to function effectively as a sort of premature elder statesman, trying to promote unity among the urban and rural wings of the Democratic Party. Himself a rural Democrat, he nominated Governor Al Smith of New York, the favorite of the city faction, at the 1924 and 1928 Democratic Conventions. After Smith received the presidential nomination in 1928, he urged Roosevelt to run for governor of New York. In order to strengthen the ticket. Roosevelt was reluctant. He still could not walk without braces and assistance. In the years since 1921, he had worked hard to try to regain the use of his legs, with a doctor in Massachusetts for several winters swimming in warm Florida waters and beginning in the fall of 1924, in the mineralized water at Warm Springs, Georgia. Wishing to share with others the benefits, effects of the warm water and the systematic program for therapy, Roosevelt in 1927 established the Warm Springs Foundation, a nonprofit institution for the care of polio victims. He wished to develop Warm Springs further and to continue with his treatments in the hope of regaining full use of his legs. Also, 1928 was not a year to run on the Democratic ticket. Nevertheless, Roosevelt succumbed to the strong persuasion and accepted the nomination for governor of New York. It was a critical gamble, When he began campaigning by automobile, he demonstrated to his critics that he had retained his youthful buoyance and vitality. He also showed that during the years of struggle to recover from polio, he had mastered into a more serious and humane person. Opponents raised the question of his health, but his vigorous campaign effectively disposed of their issue in the election Smith was defeated nationally in the Hoover landslide and failed to carry New York state but Roosevelt won by 25,000 votes when he succeeded Smith who had been one of the most popular and successful governors in the history of New York Roosevelt decided he must establish his own type of administration. He did not keep Smith's closest advisor, Bell Moskowitz, nor did he depend on Smith's advice. Smith, already stung by the defeat for the presidency, was hurt and alienated. Whereas Smith had built his reputation on administrative reform, Roosevelt concentrated upon a program to give tax relief to farmers to provide cheaper public utilities for consumers. The people liked Roosevelt's reforms so well that in 1930, he overwhelmingly took the vote by 725,000 votes on his reelection. Throughout his four years, he was successful in most of his bouts with the Republican legislator. Sharpening his skills, that would be vital if he were to become president. And increasingly, beginning with some slight speculation in November 1928, he was being talked of as the most likely Democratic nominee in 1932. After his spectacular victory in 1930, he was so conspicuous a target for the Republicans and for rival Democrats that he had no choice but to begin immediately and quietly to obtain support for the convention. Progressives and intellectuals found Roosevelt's overall program attractive, But many feared he was weak because he sidestepped Republican challenges to use his gubernatorial powers to oust corrupt Democratic officials in New York City. The opposition became stronger when the Texas favorite, John Gardner, Speaker of the House of Representatives, won the California primary. At the 1932 convention, Roosevelt had a majority of the delegates but could be blocked by a combination of the Smith-Gardner forces. On the third ballot, Gardner prevented a deadlock by allowing his delegates to be thrown to Roosevelt. In return, Gardner was nominated for the Vice Presidency. In the campaign of 1932, the Depression was the only issue of consequence. Prohibition, which had split the Democratic Party into the wet urban and the dry rural factions through the 1920s, was no longer vital. The platform pledged repel. Roosevelt displaying smiling confidence campaign throughout the country outlining in general terms a program for recovery and reform that came to be known as the New Deal. And we will cover more about the New Deal in its entirety later on. In a series of careful addresses prepared by a team of speechwriters, which was known as the Brain Trust... He promised aid to farmers, public development of electric power, a balanced budget, and government policing of irresponsible economic power. He declared in most notable speeches in San Francisco, private economic power is a public trust as well. It was a program appealing to millions who were normally Republicans especially Western progressives it was Hoover's personal unpopularity more than Roosevelt's persuasiveness that led to the heavy Democratic victory in November 1932 Roosevelt received 22 million popular votes to 15,762,000 for Hoover. The electoral vote was 472 to 59. The Democrats also won substantial majorities in both houses of Congress. And that's going to wrap it up for episode one on Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And join us next week for part two on FDR. This is a fascinating man with a lot of accomplishment and a lot of drive to change the world. We need some FDR drive in the world today. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Join us next week right here on Dead America. Ed Waters, out.